0: Secret Friends Unite!
1: Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 432. This is your guide to the geek side, and I'm one of your hosts from Todd Oxtra. The drought has ended. The Swissies have left Minnesota. And joined by Charlie Carden. I don't know what any of that means. Oh, the Swifties. Okay, I'm like, who's the Swissies
0: that you were invaded by the Swiss? Yes, Swiss. The Swiss. Selling oh my their goodness.
1: uh, their the switch the the Swatch watches. They're and, they're, they're yeah. fine. They're fine timepieces and luxury shoes.
0: Oh my gosh, that is that is ridiculously ridiculous? No, It's Sunday, regular old Sunday. Laundry, podcasting. It's supposed to be thunderstorming all day. Good day to be inside and talking about geek stuff. <laughs> So, yeah, we're
1: here. We're here. here. Uh, We're still mourning the loss of Flash's box office. We're going to have a fun uh, Thunderdome topic where we explain a very odd anime title to you and give our own definition. But before we do that, we're going to say thank you to our Patreon. Super Secret Friends Squad, Best Buds, Jamie Prinky, BFFs Sean, Stella, Henry Nias, Missy Merchant and Andy Milliken. And Charlie, if people you know, aren't sure about joining Patreon, what do we have
0: for them? Oh my goodness, you know, it's easy to be on the fence because in the you know in the background noise of everyday life, there's a lot of stuff but if you go to patreon.com slash unite, you can snag any one of our uh, tiers and try it for free for a week so go in there, jump in, check out uh, shows like The Spinner Rank that Todd and I do together where we tackle a uh, comic series or a se- series of issues you can check out my series, The Facts of Geek Life, where myself and a guest or two uh, talk about Uh, a few episodes of a classic television genre series or sometimes non-genre uh my wife april and i every quarter do a great uh bad trip to the movies where todd was recently our guest where we talked about the 1999 classic wing commander that just dropped the other day and uh my partners Kay and missy have brought an amazing series of interviews with uh folks like doug jones and uh some uh john billingsley and some other really exciting ones that are coming up so yeah that's awesome Uh, grab it for a week sample it out and if you want to stick around we'd love to have you do that so give it a a try over at patreon.com slash secret friends unite sweet okay plugging's over for now but moving along todd this is uh this is from the year of your birth. I think last month was from the year of my birth, but astonishing tales from Marvel cover price of 25 cents from November of 1975. This is issue 32. Uh, and I wonder if this is, uh, I'm not sure if this is an introduction, but we're talking about Deathlock, the demolisher, which is not, not a, a, an extra bit I've ever heard attached to him, but in a clear New York city classic, he is dealing with slaughter in the subway. Okay. Okay, so is he is he the source of the slaughter, slaughter in the subway, or is he simply taken part? But yes, yeah, slaughter in the subway, a cyborg alone against cannibal hordes. I know New York City was tough in the 70s, but damn, they were
1: they were chuds even back then? Chuds, Morlocks, uh, oh you know, God. the subways. Charlie, the scent is not urine. It's it's basically uh, cannibal mutants. They're, Ouch. They're musk. The, the dank, the mange. Oh <laughs>
0: exactly. my goodness! Yeah, but this looks great. Do we? I don't think we have an artist on this one, but oh, oh like, yeah, yeah, we I do? Can give you
1: Yeah, we do. It's it was oh, uh, Rich, Rich Buckler. Uh, Buck, yes. Buckler. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, Deathlock is a character uh, which was portrayed by was the name? August Richards in the f- uh, first season of Agents of Shield. Was also uh, the, uh, debuted in Angel. He was a character right. in Angel as well. There you yep. go. So Ag- uh, Agents of Shield. Gun. Is, uh, yeah. yeah a show that uh, that my wife loved that Todd was not fond of. I mean, you know what? I don't blame you. By the end of it, I know. I, by the end of it, it was proved that it, it wasn't taking place in the MCU. It was totally separate, so it was just like... Where in the beginning, they were working really hard to be like, oh, man, Iron Man was just here, or blah, 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 we're going... Uh, you know, it's after Thor The Dark World, they went to clean up London, and it was a storyline, but by the end of it, they were like, we're doing our own thing. We don't care. And yes, nobody totally. else did. It was yeah. th-
1: the Marvel experimentation on ABC... Complete failure. I mean, you got yeah. Shield and, and Eternals. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's let's let's.
0: No, not you're thinking of Inhumans. 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 Yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. not a good mix of uh, no, you no, know, no. The, what it was it. Uh, Desperate Housewives and you think you can dance or the dance oh, show? God. Dancing with yeah. Stars. Yeah, you can dance. Yeah, you, no, ba- y- baby can't dance. Yeah, Dancing with. The S.H.I.E.L.D. agents might have been more entertaining or dancing with the mutants, maybe. Uh, or oh, yeah. In- oh, they didn't it, but, well,
0: yeah, they didn't have the mutants at that point. Everything no, was no.
1: Yeah. So just just some fun facts about Deathlock. Um, He his first appearance was in Astonishing Tales number 25. So essentially became his book for some time. Um, Astonishing Tales also debuted other characters. Once again, we're hitting in all of these like weird Marvel like so niche uh, anthology books, which was just, hey, we're going to introduce Marvel's new character. Some would stick, some wouldn't. Um, And one quick question about Deathlock, Charlie, is if there are cannibals, how much of them can? How much of him can they eat,
0: and well, he still that's,
1: operates? That's rough because if you look at him,
0: the only skin that you see is like his neck and like two thirds of his face. But even that looks like kind of decrepit flesh. So it's I not going well. Yeah, I don't
1: know how like what 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 bit of a morsel he'd really be. So yeah. I mean, he's essentially the first. I mean, he he must have been the inspiration for like RoboCop because RoboCop's right. the same way. He's like he's what what just skin on a face.
0: Well, yeah, and yeah, he, yeah, he is RoboCop is 100% dead and he is. They saved his face skin and the, and so, yeah, so he looks like Peter Willard. But other than that, he's total robot. Yeah, his brain's on a zip
1: drive. Hopefully, those don't <laughs> yeah, exactly. out in fashion. Yeah. Those yeah. Uh, those
0: uh, those discs, like uh, like we saw in, in Wing Commander. But anyway, uh, someone whose brain uh, should be committed uh, to a drive uh, so that we don't lose all the the richness of uh, her experiences and and skills would be our senior news correspondent, Madam Webb. She is always bringing us the hottest stories, the latest scoops. Uh, down to the corner of Hollywood and Vine, I think we need to uh, hop on uh, the subway train, avoid the cannibals, and get down there for the rumors and news and Madam Webb. So let's do it.
1: Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Well, Madam Webb, we uh, we were just talking about the mutants and uh, Chud in the subways. Um Charlie, did you know that Madam Webb is one of the few people that actually rented out the um, the the famous or infamous infamous subway uh, motel? Um, mm-hmm. it didn't stay open very long because of the dank, the rats, the mutants, the chud, and, and the beautiful musk of it all. Um, she she asked if she could take it over and and run it kind of like a Schitt's Creek, but. Uh, did not work out. So um, it was, it,
0: it was more—it was more shits and less creek.
1: Yeah, <sighs> a, a future VRBO opportunity, maybe if someone can reopen that.
0: Mm-mm-mm. my goodness well speaking of something that i just get the feeling is not going to end up being a great opportunity would be the trailer for the craven the hunter film from the Spumco—that co that is the spider-man cinematic universe or just a spum do we just with throw sony the characters, characters? Yeah, oh, yeah oh sony characters there we go so yeah we, we all know that uh there's a uh, somewhat famous relationship ongoing with disney owning the vast majority of all marvel rights with the exception of spider-man which they sold off back in the 90s when they were going bankrupt, uh, and is now squarely... Thanks, Toy Biz. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Squarely uh, resting on the shoulders of Sony, and Spider-Man is their cash cow. And so now with the 600-something licensed Spider-Man characters that they're trying to exploit, they're going through and making supervillain films that of Spider Man's rogues gallery that don't involve Spider Man, and none of them have been good because we got Venom's one and two and Morbius, and they just keep getting worse. In my humble opinion, if you're a lover of one of those films, please, as always, at Secret Friends you or at the C three on Twitter, uh tell me how you feel. But Todd, where where'd you land with this trailer? Is the red band? We both watched the red band. I don't know if there's yeah. a green band, but the red band is the one that 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 came up on our radar.
1: Yeah, so essentially, Red Band, for anybody who doesn't know this, it's the uh, rating of the trailer essentially for more mature audiences. Right. Uh, you typically see it like raunchy comedies and things like that. Right. But this one is was kind of an unexpected because I think almost all of the Sony produced movies were PG 13 live action. Right. Yeah. This one, they're fully going R with Craven. Um, <laughs> this movie looks to be taking uh, Craven, who is the son of uh, Russell Crowe, who is is a bad dad not um, a great guy bad role yeah, model yes um and he has a very um and his name is sergey no no i'm trying to think what is what is russell crowe's name
0: uh well Sergei Kravinoff is the maybe is he's craven, s- yes. senior maybe he's senior uh and do keep in mind that the yes. uh in the comics the brother of craven is the chameleon
1: so, ah, yes. so he, and then yes, he does indeed. have a brother in this movie, Dimitri yep. Smedere of a yep, played by Fred Heckinger. Him. So, we yep, don't yep. know Russell Crowe's name, but he's a bad dad. He's like a yeah. hunter. Craven he, senior. Um, yeah. yeah, and he apparently runs like a criminal network in sure, Eastern Europe, whatever. Um, right. Unfortunately, though, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to be Craven in this, uh, as we know. Um, yeah. Doesn't have the really awesome accent, which I think is just what. That's like tip one, Craven, have a really bad, like, Euro trash accent. Yeah. Not exactly. having that, what are you doing?
0: I mean, those characters are from Russia, or they're supposed to be, but this could be another case of, like, in top gun maverick which was otherwise a absolutely fantastic film we had an enemy country that went unnamed so is this some kind of like well we don't want to alienate audiences in russia i don't know are russian audiences a big- what are they gonna do invade
1: us oh wait yeah oh wait <laughs> well <laughs> let's let's Oopsie. not go down that road yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Ooh. Yeah. yeah exactly so I, I mean yeah i and i don't know what the point of this movie truly is it looks like yeah that he decides to be a anti-hero to fight off his dad who uh, just wants to do bad things and he is very brutal in his ways of uh, basically taking care of business, stabbing people in the throat, biting off noses. Right. Who
0: needs noses? Yeah. So there's a lot of very uh, Tarantino-esque blood splattering in this trailer. Um, And yeah, it looks like they're going to slide in Calypso, which is uh, someone who is frequently a muse uh, to Craven. Later on in the books, it says here, yeah, a voodoo practitioner, Calypso, uh, Ariana DeBois. Um, who and was yeah. in uh West Side Story, I
1: Ooh. mean, yeah. gotcha,
0: the leader, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and yeah, right at that, right as we wrap up, uh, we do see a very ha- hairy inference to uh, very heavy inference, excuse me, to hairy cla- and hairy imprint, uh, to um, classic Spider Man villain, the rhino, uh, mm-hmm. who we last saw portrayed by uh. Oh paul god! Was, yeah paul there giamatti. you go paul giamatti at the uh, at the end of the andy garfield russian uh, track suit. 2. yep russian tracksuit so we're getting this on october 6th so it's during spooky time the only thing spooky about this is that todd and i will likely have to watch it because we have to tell you about
1: it and i'm really not looking forward to it uh, I used to have some semblance of like faith in sony live action i mean yeah. i thought the first uh, Venom was a meant to be like a dumb B movie. Like they were all in on the uh, joke, and I realized, nope they they obviously or they think we're all dumb, and they're just like, hey, we're gonna make the dumbest thing in the world. Enjoy and give us money, please. Which the yeah. people did give them money, please, yeah? but not for Morbius. So right. there's gonna be a point, Charlie, where it's like they're gonna find out their live action stuff is just not working. Right? But if they get another hit on their hand, they're gonna keep doing this. Right? Like if, exactly. If Venom works. Or right. the Black Cat and Silver Sable movie, or whatever else, or if those are who happening. Yeah. Who's left? Oh, oh, oh! Wait, I know what's not left. They have. And that they takes have us to the next
0: story. They have six hundred options of characters, so you know next you'll get. You know they could cast the the that time in the '90s where Spider-Man uh, adopted four different simultaneous identities. They could take those slingers. guys. Through. The Slingers, exactly. So look, yeah, but again. You know, not, you know, we have no update on the WGA strike, so really there's there's nothing even being brainstormed right now. So uh, anything that's going to be coming out in 2024 at this point is pretty much in the can. So, um, yeah, October 6th for this one, and we will doubtlessly make reference to it. At that time, whether we like it or not. So, okay, let's move on. We're still talking about Sony, but Todd, I don't know anything
1: about this one. So, why don't you take it? Oh, oh we, this was mentioned. We talked about this probably about a year ago. Bad oh, okay. Bunny uh, has been basically going to be cast in a spin off Spider Man movie, once again, starring El Muerto, a character that I think is fairly new, like only like a couple years old, and barely has been anything. Um, and they were talking about this movie was supposed to have been planned uh for this year now it's been moved out uh yeah. so because of that um we don't know why specifically they say it's his schedule but bad bunny is like the biggest thing in uh latinx rap uh he's, exactly. superstar. Okay. he's big in wwe kind of being like a crossover star and he's oh really out. and he I, he I, Honestly, I I honestly don't know anything about it. If you know him, he was in Bullet Train. He was the uh, guy in the white suit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's not bad. I mean, he's got a presence, and he can can at least – portray and do things like that. But apparently uh, this, this movie was, uh, sorry, it was supposed to hit theaters January 12th, 2024. Now it's being pushed off and we don't really know. This is on essentially indefinite hold. If this was supposed to be out in January 12th, 2024, this means they haven't probably filmed a damn thing, written a thing for it. And they're out of luck. Yeah. But to say it's off the schedule indefinitely, especially as we're coming up to movies where, right. Because of the strike, there's gonna be a lot lack of things. So this would be perfect filler. And this is just not happening. It sounds like. So I don't know if this is more to do with this this project just is not gonna be a no-go. It's gonna be like somebody will bring it up every once in a while, but it just goes away silently like a like a like a silent fart. Um, <laughs> but not a stinky one. Oh God, um, oh. so so this might be good news that this is not happening i I can imagine, so yeah, everything is such
0: a quagmire right now. um, and with you know, remember our last WGA strike ended after three months, and we are six weeks into this one, two months into this one. Let's hope that you know I just i I would certainly love to get Colbert and Seth Myers back because those are ones that I enjoyed, but um, yeah, how how deeply They're do not the power stand sp- up? Yeah, how deeply do the you know, the powers that be want to dig their heels in on this one, that they're not giving these these folks what they need. So, uh, as always, we do stand in solidarity with those good folks. I hope things improve. But, uh, yeah, what do we got next? So, you're talking about my boy Jack Quaid, Mr. Boogler. Yeah. yeah.
1: Let me do a little bit of editing uh, while we're talking. I will actually put a link to – an article that actually explains oh, the trailer. Yeah. So, I
0: didn't want uh, to click on the trailer oops. and have it be like, yeah.
1: So, so yeah, uh, what's, what's going on? We are getting a new animated uh, Superman series called uh, My Adventures with Superman. It's starring Jack Quaid as the Yay! voice of Clark Kent and also Superman. I'm not sure if he's going to do something with his voice uh, to differentiate to, but um, this is coming to Adult Swim, which Adult Swim typically means – they can do a little more adult things with it. We get like Rick and Morty and those type of shows, Squidbillies, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Um, And it's, it's essentially, um, it's going to be Superman's narrative conflict will be, why is he even here? Why is someone this powerful bothering, bothering with our pitiful troubles? Um, It's essentially, what is the play going to be with Superman? Um, And it's essentially going to be his life. And just doing adventures. We don't always get that with Superman. It's always like, oh, Superman is dead or he's turned into a bad guy. This is just going to be right. adventures right. with Superman. Like it says, his his cast of characters, Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen. Um, and we're going to probably hear by by Caesar's ghost. Great Caesar's ghost, I think, is what uh, Perry sure. Else Perry That's Perry uh, used to always say. That's the one. I love it. Yeah
0: good deal yeah, um, so um now where does uh where do where do we mere mortals watch uh adult swim
1: programming well Where's that's good if you're an owner of max the one to watch uh, there for you HBO, go. uh they get all of this content because it's oh, cartoon Network, right. adult swim that's so this will right. be on max eventually i don't know if it's like day and date or oh max oh that's right it's day later so july 6th on adult oh, swim okay. july 7th on h on max and nice. um this looks like it's going to be just fun so if you just <laughs> nice. want to. Pure like Superman fighting villains, having fun with Lois, having adventures in an animated form. Uh, we're getting this, which is kind of fun. Right?
0: Right after the 4th of July. So that is awesome. Good deal. All right. What else we got going on here? Oh my God. Are you serious? So you uh, just dropped this here. So a strangely, oh boy God, I don't see this photograph. A strangely smooth faced. Uh, Zach Galifianakis raves about Beanie Babies in the Beanie Bubble. Holy crap! They sneak in some weird stuff here. So, um, yes. Todd, the uh, there are famous stories from the 1990s about the uh, much like the the inflation of the speculative market of of you know image comics and comics. Now I'm going to send my kids to college, or this is my retirement fund. That's a Superman. Pack away yeah. 18
1: copies. Yes. Yeah.
0: Ba- uh, Beanie Babies, which are essentially just Precursors to the plushies that kids love these days was such a phenomenon uh, in the 1990s that there is a very famous photograph. It's one of those you know photos you'll never believe from the past you know 50 years of a couple uh, going through clearly going through a divorce in court, sitting uh, on the floor in a courtroom, divvying up a pile of Beanie Babies. For, and this was a photograph from the from late 1990s because it was that big of a deal. It was you know we're dividing our assets. Uh, so yeah. I wonder how people would feel about that now. So, um, yeah, uh, the Beanie Bubble, which is coming to where's this coming? Apple to? TV Plus. Oh, Apple TV Plus. We just um, we shut ours down for now because we were watching, you know, Ted Lasso ended, and I think Platonic mm-hmm. is ending. So, but I'm sure we'll go back to it. Five bucks a month. I mean, come on, uh, it's a bargain. So, yeah, um, yeah. Co-directed by a uh, Futurama uh, writer and Al Gore's daughter. Uh Christian Burr sure. and her and her husband, OK Go frontman Damian Kulash. Oh, that's quite a pair. That's a weird that
1: I would have never picked those two things. She was yeah, a right. writer for Futurama and she married the guy from OK Go. And if you yeah, know OK, okay go, go, they make those awesome like tandem videos where they're like riding yeah. on. Uh yes. they're great. They're a great band. They're fun. Right. Yes.
0: Uh, but yeah, also Elizabeth Banks uh, and a couple of other notable names are involved, and we get Sarah this at the end from of, Succession.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gotcha.
0: So we're getting this at the end of July. Great. So I have to, I have to sign back up for July because this sounds crazy. Um, so yeah, so Beanie Babies, the stuffed toy sensation of the '90s, with the very unrecognizable Zach Galifianakis uh, playing uh, creator Ty Warner, and Ty, Ty wasn't Ty the name of the company? Just named it Yeah, after Ty. Himself. Yeah, Ty. Um, yeah. Gotcha uh they're actually understuffed so they can be posed more optimally so that is uh, that th- this is this is fantastic the trailer has bombastic business pitches salary discrepancy and affairs the one thing lacking uh, is the Beanie Babies themselves. Really? So this is a whole show. They aren't using. They aren't able to yeah. use the actual. Yeah. I'm yeah. guessing because
1: of it's the people fair. involved. I don't yeah. know copyright issues. Very weird. But it's just really representative of what they were. But um, this goes back to our friend Erica Wesley, who is now oh, Erica Crutchman. Right. Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's actually a doctor in um, uh, working on diabetes cures. She's very successful. So that's she's done great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She. We always have this joke going because her mom was obsessed with beanie babies they had the beanie ah, babies awesome. at mcdonald's and we were yeah. joking about it and i always bring up anytime i see beanie babies i always tag her on facebook and said, hey erica look at this and she just loves it um oh my but gosh, my ongoing awesome. joke is all of the beans in the beanie babies are actually spider eggs and right. they're all meant to hatch like 20 years later like those in the ground yeah so yeah so check your beanie babies
0: Yeah, so if, if, just if you burn them bu- with fire if you got a
1: bug issue, set those suckers on fire. All you right, know, and we actually own a couple because oh. someone gave them a beanie baby marriage couple as a wedding gift to Chris and I. I'm like, okay, it's like, is this like somebody giving us precious moments? We're not what? starting a collection. Thank you, what? folks.
0: Was it? It was probably Erica's mom. <laughs>
1: It <laughs> <laughs> might have been Erica doing it as a joke. Here, here oh, you go. my gosh. I don't know. But you know what?
0: You'll treasure it forever. Okay. Well, we've had some fun, but now we're getting to the nitty-gritty of something that is not fun. And again, you're right. I subbed in uh, your article for this one because um, in the last 24 hours, I have had – I've had my 15 minutes of fame on Twitter because I reshared a meme about this that has turned around and been reshared like 200 times. Um, Me, little old me, and I only have like 475 followers on Twitter. But um, the phenomenal Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus Animated Star Trek show, Star Trek Prodigy, has been canceled, uh, even with its season two being completed. Uh, And if that wasn't bad enough, season two potentially being shopped around to other networks. Season one is being yanked from Paramount+. Plus. Now, when I heard this news, I immediately went to Fandango Voodoo. I purchased season one thinking I was getting the whole thing. But when I double checked it, it's only season one 1.0, not season 1.5. So I have 10 episodes instead of 20. So episodes 11 through 20 will now no longer exist after June 30, uh, and this was in a wake of other programs. I think, including the cancellation of the Pink Ladies on Grease, uh, the Grease, the Pink Ladies, and a few other programs uh, that Paramount has done. And this is the this is the the what do you call it the, uh, the the pair down that you see a lot of these streamers doing, uh, max has done it. Netflix has done it stuff going away, but this is the first thing that's hitting something that's super close to the mark for me, uh, that it's Star Trek related, because again, and we'll talk about this again on code 47, which you may have already listened to because this, that comes out, uh, on Monday, but, um, Paramount plus, uh, with, I think reacquiring, all of the Star Trek films recently became and at least for at least last year when it came to the television programs, they had everything and that was their claim to fame. People are now shopping around that, you know, home of all Star Trek episodes. Now they have an entire series that has just ceased to exist. So uh, fans are in complete uproar. It is. That's all I see on my Twitter feed. I'm seeing it all over socials. I'm really wondering what Paramount's going to do about that because the, just the backlash is so palpable,
1: but I can I tell you know. what they're going to do, Charlie. Absolutely nothing. nothing. All, they have essentially written this off their books. They cannot do anything. Right. With it. It's done. They cannot make a sign that sent off this. Um, no. All they can do is saying, the series, essentially, whoever made it can go off, like the production company can go off and do it um, and sell it. But Paramount Plus does not have anything to do with this anymore, which, right. is, which makes it almost impossible then to make sure this stays anything canon. This essentially becomes... Right non-Star Trek going for it because they just don't have the connection with it. It just Um, doesn't exist, right? I I mean, unless they bought it back, and I don't see them doing that move, especially they – and we're going to talk about this in another story, but, I mean, this is sad, and it's frustrating because this would tell you at this point, is anything safe? Yeah, very much so. we talk about, like, we support creators, well – I, this was a Nickelodeon show originally. Yeah. Um, this obviously did not do what they wanted to do, which is basically go broader than just Star Trek base. Right. If it didn't do that, I I don't know who else will pick this up. I'm like, if it didn't do well in Paramount plus or Nickelodeon, I'm like, The Roku channel. I mean, eh? I don't know. Yeah, I just, uh, no,
0: you're absolutely right because people are out there still saying, well, now, you know, at least season two will be somewhere else. And I said, I don't have any guarantee that season one, season two will be anywhere. And season Mm -hmm. one, it may just cease to exist. So it's. I mean, yeah, I people bad. people are out there saying, Oh, the you know, everyone is now sold out of the 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 physical release of episodes one through ten. I'm just, like you said, it's just it's it's a done deal. And it was it was done on the weekend, you know, or it was done at the end of last week. Yeah. So um yeah, this is um this is a big slap. So I, I will be um I'm certainly uh curious and horrified to see kind of where this will go next so yeah. um yes yeah, stay yeah stay tuned we will, we will we will bring you bring you news as we got it but yeah
1: i mean as and for fans who want to watch the things like like say you're a star trek fan who's just coming to it and like and then wants to watch all things Star Trek like a lot of people you exactly. went on code 47 how yeah. can they even watch this and and this right. is this is what i will say if someone is not letting you buy the shit then they obviously don't value you as a consumer and don't right. want your money. So then at right. that point, I'm like, if you find it in other ways, go to town because they're essentially giving you the middle finger to say, we, we are going to take things away from you. And the fact and that you can't, and you can't, and you can't buy them. Yeah, exactly. So and like, it's like certain comic series we talked about, like justice league versus Avengers. It's like, yeah. you can't buy that. And, anywhere. And Jones, when yeah, they, exactly. When they put it out and they put like 500 copies. I'm like, now you're just taunting us. Yeah, exactly. So, it's yeah. very special. So it's yeah. the rare reason when I say, if you can find another way, I don't blame you. Find that guy right. in the back, back area of Comic C two E two. It, f- it fell so off the <laughs> truck, huh? Yeah. Oh god! I mean, that's how I got
0: my copy of the Star Wars Holiday Special. That or uh, that's how I got my copy of Batman sixty six before it got released. Yeah, because it just doesn't exist. So this is un- <laughs> This is unfortunate, um, you know, and it's coming at a time where everybody is reassessing. Um, profitability models you know th- i'm sure the wga strike doesn't help is yeah, you know, over. yeah the gold r- yeah exactly we uh, it's it's a bubble that's bursting so think back to the bursting of the tech bubble in the early 2000s the dot-com pop um yeah so it will shake out in some some fashion or another i'd love to believe with the popular star trek it'll come back but we shall see. So, okay. So uh, shifting away from our burning hatred of Paramount Plus, which is the one that I always taunt, let's go over to Warner Brothers. What do they got? We're talking about
1: tunes in this case. What do we got? Yeah, it's it's weird. And it's just really taking us down this lens of nothing is forever. Uh, yeah. the The whole streaming world and content is prime, but selling it at a premium value is probably something people are gonna have to keep do- going back to versus yeah. saying, everything's for free. Um, right. Warner brothers is reportedly going to sell half its story, music and TV catalog for 500 million dollars. So this is not just movie it's TV too. So you think oh, of like okay. shows like ER was a WB produced show that wow. could be in the mix. So Batman and purple rain. I mean, think about that. Um, and, uh, They've removed already removed original content to cut costs because the Discovery Plus to buy Warner Brothers and all that content they yeah. went into a lot of debt to do so, and because right. of that, they're finding ways where they like eliminate content, new shows that just released, and like oh, they're gone now. Um, this is the road they're going down. Uh, Zaslov, uh, who runs uh, Discovery Warner, who's been brought in to basically get measures under control, um, they're basically looking at negotiation negotiations. sell less than half. I'm not sure why. Um, it seems weird to split up your babies like that. Um, now this could be a play for Sony to come in and swoop up some stuff because they are kind of acting independently and this is, they, they, they license their stuff to other people and maybe this is a good play for them. Uh, but yeah, this is scary, Charlie. And this, this makes me feel, and I rarely say this, um, I am asking the Apple gods, Tim, Tim Apple to come in and purchase all of Warner Brothers, away from Discovery+. Plus. Apple has more money than God. They have a service that people respect for its quality, and they typically don't act badly. They're not in want. So I, and especially Warner Brothers make so many cool things, and I think they would still continue to hire people and and appreciate their, their 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 the content they have and the relationships they have with creatives. It just makes so so much sense. And I would want this. I don't want anybody to get them. I don't want Amazon to get them because Amazon's not a great company and they could do the same thing once they start having many troubles. We've seen that right. when they start cutting things. So um I really want this to happen because if not, then once again. No, there's going to be no home for anything. It's going to be like, eh, maybe we yeah. have this show one week and we have this album this week and it's gone again. It's so right. crazy todd we're on our way back to to dvds and cds that's what it is because the only way that you can have anything 85 right? channels it's going to be 85 channels again yeah. it's like oh we're, where do i get this Oh, check, the, we, we've, check gone, but,
0: we, we've gone through the whole spectrum and we're we're right back to cable like it's the 1990s again oh my god so uh as always uh friends stick with us we'll, we're bringing all the nose uh, we'll bring you all the nose that's fit to print.
1: <laughs> buy your media now before it's gone folks <laughs> exactly yeah exactly
0: yeah if you if you got dvds sit on them you know take i have a box of dvds still in my garage because i know a couple of years ago i was at a flea market just selling box office i'm like i don't need them everything's streaming and now that now that box will stay in my
1: garage forever I brought ever, a, I brought I I a blu-ray player just to like hey does this yeah. blu-ray player still work it's been right fittered away for some time it kind of does yeah I do. I have. I have a. I
0: have a 4K, which is hooked up to my TV, and then I have the Blu-ray player that we use for shows. And I'm holding on to both of them like grim death. I'm glad I have my big binder of Star Trek shows um, that I can still
1: that we can still show when we do events, so. and Charlie. And and it's a shame you you put away the the, the card and archive from our college days of all those VHS recordings. Those oh yeah, worth something.
0: <laughs> they're 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 currently at the bottom of a landfill somewhere. Well, anyway, folks, that is the end of the news. Uh, so, Todd, it is time to uh, get out that FUBER app, that feeble app. Uh, and get us down to Scuggsville, Nasty town is where we find the Geek Easy, where we're talking about what we're enjoying. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me.
1: We're sitting the Geek Easy, cover bands playing, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. Uh, we are in probably a weird phase, Charlie, where there is a lot of content coming out, so we better enjoy it.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, because next year you will be rewatching all the stuff you skipped this year. Uh, but anyway, Todd, uh, strange new worlds is ongoing. As you know, I've seen the first six episodes. I'm keeping my mouth shut about that. Uh, I actually need to plop down and rewatch both this episode and the first episode before I record, um, code 47 a little bit later on this afternoon. Uh, but we had a trial episode. It was the trial of number one, Una chin Riley, uh, who at the end of last season was revealed to be part of a genetically engineered race, the Illyrians, which is of course, forbidden in the Federation because of the dynasty of Nuni and Singh, who ironically is an ancestor of Laan Singh, who is one of our main characters. Um, what a great episode. Now, Todd, you're obviously, you're up to date. You've seen both episodes. Um, Um, I, I mean, I can tell you this was a rock solid, awesome segment, and I can tell you moving forward, um, through these first six episodes, uh, plug, 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 um, that the, the season two put season one to shame so much great stuff going on here but this was wonderful and so incredibly timely with this argument about rights across the board for um you know the the very impassioned speech made by um una's friend who uh captain pike begrudgingly gets her uh to represent una because they'd had a falling out some years previously but talking about you know how rights are curtailed had, had been curtailed throughout human history for um you know You know, how you choose to identify, you know, the color of your skin, where you lived, this thing and that thing, and and this being the latest example. So, not surprisingly, obviously, things end up uh, in the favor of Una. Sorry about the spoiler. And she obviously returns to the cast, but that's not, sorry, that's not a gigantic surprise. Um, So,
1: Todd, your thoughts? I mean, I just, I thought it was pretty flawless. I, I enjoyed it, but it felt like a very rote court episode. I, I didn't feel there's True. anything original about their take on it, but it was a, it was yeah. a, if you like court cases in Tar Trek, this is one of 18 that they've done. I've, I've got, right. uh, I, I sent, I saved a, a link to their previous one. So in right. regards to that, I, there was the um, there was you know we had a couple of uh, you know you need me on this wall kind of moments we had yep. finally the Vulcan kind of came out he on a on a mission to get out and get after Pike because he's like oh it's a failure there's conspiracy right. um, yeah but, yeah and Pike's girlfriend who very strangely goes back and forth from being the Jag
0: lawyer to a ship captain so that yeah, that, sure. that, that was kind of why not so you know, yeah. this one like as you said this one kind of runs a parallel between. um looking at the other court episodes um, uh, season two of TNG, the measure of a man, which if you listen to our 100th episode of code 47 was our top rated Star Trek episode of all time um, of being, you know, you know, fighting for rights and it's not traditional, but it's discrimination. It has to do with slave culture, which was what was, what was echoed um, not only in that segment, but in this one as well. So
1: yeah. um, Yeah. I was going to say this did make me think of, uh, military and, and the military specifically, don't ask, don't tell being, right. a, a being basically someone who can serve their whole career and then found out and just let go. Um, right. so that kind of met with me, that kind of, it, it echoed. Now, the one thing I don't know if I agreed with is the outcome of the episode, which I don't want to give it away, but someone. Well, I already, I already did give it away. So okay. it's so well, yeah, too late. I, I don't, I don't know how she's just allowed to then just go back into. I mean, I understand like yeah. not having any, that seems like, yeah, you're, you're not it's allowed, the, but we're now having you do this. Cause it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's the magic of TV, babe. That's all yeah. there is it's, to it. I get yeah. it. And they want to have her back on and, right. um, and then Spock gets to kind of fade in the yeah. background a little bit, you know? Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Or two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: because they they got to give Spock some time because it's not yet his. It's not TOS yet. We still got nope. another you know potential four or
1: five years. It's not place, like so, that. Not you know. like everybody can get promoted every year of their career every year. Which I'm like, well, she's has got to run out
0: of ranks to get promoted to. I was going to say if you the, the most uh, meteoric rise uh, was uh, was Jordy in TNG. He was a uh, junior lieutenant when the show started, promoted to first lieutenant in season two, and he was a lieutenant commander for the rest of the series starting in
1: season three. Well, that's, so, like, uh, yeah. that's like yeah, it's like. Her last name, Nunian Singh. Uh, uh, yeah, Lon. Yeah, yeah Lon. She's going to have to like plateau eventually because, you know, you're not going to be an admiral. Uh, yeah, exactly. Within, like,
0: 10 well, years. and, Sorry. you know, when it when it comes to uh, <laughs> ranking in Strange New Worlds, nobody has a corresponding uniform to the rank that they have. Like everybody's a lieutenant, but they have all their stripes are all wrong. So whatever, I give up. I totally give up on that portion of it. I, I choose to suspend my disbelief Flair. about that. Through flair so oh so okay so and it was back at the theaters this week after seeing the flash last week and we don't need to say a hell of a lot more about that um i had been seeing trailers for this film forever and uh todd you're familiar with the work of wes anderson we probably I'd say I, I remember his first film that i was aware of was the royal tenenbaums which was in the early 2000s that was with Paul. me Oh there! He, oh God, that was him. Yeah, that's right. And that was uh, the first thing I saw Jason Schwartzman, Schwartzman. in. So yeah. yeah, exactly. Who was the star of this film? Um, election. But, uh,
1: it was. It was the other one with he and Bill Murray. Um, they were all I going th- after the same teacher. Bill Murray was in it. Uh, what was that movie called? That, that was I'll election, it wasn't
0: it? Anyway, but anyway, well, that was, so that was, was, yeah. Uh, yeah, R- yeah. usually Wes Anderson always cast Bill Murray. Bill Murray was not in this one. It was the first one. But he's at the Royal Tenenbaums and the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, zoo, which I didn't see. Um, so anyway, like I said, they've been doing a decent job. This was Asteroid City. And it's funny because it's a framing sequence of, uh, you know, and again, all ridiculous characters with ridiculous names. It's the framing sequence of a playwright who's played by Edward Norton writing this story. And then what you're essentially seeing is... The play as if it were a film. So the the this, the the bookended sequences are in black and white, uh, and then the sequences of the the play in production are in color. And though although the the set pieces of color just definitely don't look uh, very real, but uh, this one maybe more than his other films, maybe I'm mistaken, has a cast of like fifty extremely well-known class A actors, um, and included a scene of full frontal nudity of ScarJo that I missed because both April and I toast off while we were watching this. So
1: bad, I miss ScarJo naked. That, oh my god! It seems to be a weird diametric with the twee nature of the film. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, but no, it was yeah, it was it was it was a lot of his regulars, Jason Schwartzman. Uh, this had to do with the 1950s, a a hot spot in the desert where uh, aliens land. And that's exactly what happened here. And I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to spoil a ton of the film because it's really fun. The alien, uh, who was basically an animated character within the the color portion uh, that mm-hmm. you saw as the play, but uh, that you saw as the play, but backstage the play when it was black and white, the alien with his mask off was Jeff Goldblum, which was gross. great. Cheese. Oh my god! So, Todd, if you. If you if you're looking for a silly time, I would yeah. plug this
1: one. It's fun. It's fun. I I really need to watch all of his movies because I've enjoyed yeah. them so much. Um, and it, By the way, the movie that we were talking about earlier was Rushmore. Um, oh, thank you. That. Oh, there you yes. go. There you but go. But they okay. did – Ball Rocket was the, his first film. I remember when Ball Rocket yeah. was debuted because it was the, uh, the Owen and um, – the, Luke, the, the Wilson brothers. Yeah. Yes. Owen and Luke and Owen. Yeah. I remember when they showed it on MTV and like, this is a creator you got to watch. And I remember that back in the day, and let that was MTV yeah. music, movie awards. I'm like, oh, OK. And yeah, yeah. And his track yeah. record is awesome. And you know what? Um, It's he even mixes in animation. He does the Isle of Dogs, Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is oh, just a clever, right. fun film. So, yeah, I, I don't think if you're looking for him to do something weird and different, he's yeah. going to do weird. But he's going to do weird in that that, right. that kind of hyper stylized lens, which I like. Very much so. So, Yeah. So I'd
0: recommend it. Um, Surprisingly, the theater was very full. Um, And that April, I ended up in the second row, which is no big deal when you have recliners. But the front row of this, you know, I was talking about a couple weeks ago, we saw a movie that there were two people laughing their asses off drinking light beer. There was a cavalcade of 20 somethings laughing their asses. Ass off mm, at mm. stuff that was marginally humorous, but I, I I think without a doubt narcotics were involved. So <laughs> I just <laughs> had a feeling, oh my gosh! But anyway, this one was fun. I, I would recommend it and going and, going and seeing it if you are uh, hip to again his his kind of quirky and uh, you know hyper stylized uh, vibe. So yeah, and and the and the and the weird music and just the weird people in general and pe- people not talking like people could have been a jerk
1: it's world. like a stylized world where I think we all would love to live in because we'd have comfortable sweaters we'd have charming conversations exactly Um, yeah
0: exactly correct so okay cool all right well let's move on to something we both watch but i'll let you take the lead on this one because i'm curious i'm I'm curious where you landed because i
1: i I, anyway i'm curious where you landed so secret invasion is the Most recent Marvel Cinematic Universe show on Disney Plus, and quite honestly, I'm trying to remember, was it She-Hulk? Yes. Was the last one prior to this? I believe so. Yeah, and that was in the Oh, and then Werewolf by Night, and then the 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 holiday special.
0: Well, those were both last year. Wasn't She-Hulk in the first part of this year?
1: No, No, it was not. It was a year ago. It was last fall. Yeah, you're right.
0: And it's been six months. Over six months, yeah.
1: I think Loki season two was supposed to be earlier, but we know what's going on with that. Um, Exactly. But we are getting the show, Secret Invasion. Um, This is a hybrid take on the Secret Invasion storyline from Marvel Comics, where the Skrulls were basically invading, taking over superheroes, and there was a Skrull queen involved, and it was one of the, there was a couple of I would say that premier Marvel events in the early 2000s that were like, wow, Marvel is doing something differently. It was um, Disassembled, I think, was the first real one. Then Secret of Invasion was the one that really like, oh, wow, who can you trust? And then I would say, you know, then we got Winter Soldier. So I think there was a time like a golden age of modern Marvel. That's a lot to say. It yeah, um, was fantastic. Um, and this is taking that storyline but intermingling it uh, as a follow-up to 30 years later than – Miss Marvel. So essentially, we right. find out Nick Fury has actually been away with Talos. They're looking for a homeworld for the Skrulls, and unfortunately, folks, that did not go well. They've not found right. a homeworld, and because of that, the Skrulls who are, are on Earth
0: taking it back
1: are unhappy, yeah. and yeah. they are essentially going to create havoc. And there is a group of Skrulls that are essentially looking to take over the Earth, um, including Talos's daughter. And then the former friend of Nick Fury, and his name was, remember off the top of your head, Charlie, Mm -mm. the leader of the Skrulls at this point.
0: Uh well Ta- well his buddy is Talos who's, uh, no, who's but Mendo, he was Mendo. so Talos yeah. has now
1: been removed from the like board of Skrulls. Right. Now of there's a the uh, board, yeah, of directors. The board of scrolls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. It was you know it's a corporation, you know, the scroll scroll incorporated. Uh you gotta have somebody right. So yeah. essentially there's now a new leader who is basically inflaming uh his followers, they're holed yeah. up in a nuclear, former nuclear reactor in Russia because no yep. one can see them, and Skrulls apparently are immune to radiation. Right. That's kind of where right. we're at. Nick Fury comes back. He looks a little defeated. We do run into uh, Olivia Coleman, who's running a op. I'm assuming it's the British equivalent of Shield. There was a name right. for it. MI6. I guess it's really MI6. Uh, in this. I'm,
0: I'm I'm drawing a blank, but yeah, her her character is a Falsworth, who is a spinoff from that British like Union Jack and
1: Spitfire and kind of some of the World War II stuff that you saw. Yeah, character. there was a British agency that Pete Wisdom was part of. Uh, yeah. That uh, Captain Britain was part of. I believe at one yeah. time. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember their name, but yeah, uh, it, it, but the, the leader is I'm looking for his name. His name is Gravik. So he oh, is Kingsley Benadir. He plays Gravick, Um, and essentially he's leading them. And we get this big episode, Charlie. Uh, I'll put spoilers out there. Uh, so folks who have not caught up with this and I want to cut it up, but spoilers aware. Um, things go awry and um, we get a death that doesn't turn into a scroll. Um, which an actual
0: dead heritage character.
1: Yes. Yes. Did that surprise you?
0: Um, I would say so. I would say so. Because again, you know, this kicked off with, um, uh, Martin Freeman as Agent Ross, who we've seen in the last, you know, several films, including uh, Winter Soldier or no, excuse me, Civil War, and then the the uh, blah, 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 Black Panther movies, um, as uh, being you know as being chased down by Maria Hill, and then eventually falling to his death, and then referring to a Skrullism. So, um, yeah, I um, I don't know, I I I was not blown away by this. I'll be honest with you, I'm not I'm not hyper engaged with this so far, um, but it's one episode you know what i mean um my favorite and again this i know that you and i vastly disagree on this my my favorite just because my love of of the source material has been falcon and the winter soldier um so it is much more which is much more grassroots it's it's kind of ground down and this is much more grassroots because the only Mm -hmm. sci-fi ish comic thing you've got is the scrolls themselves who aren't all who aren't all running around being scrolls this is not really rooted in the source material secret invasion which had to do with you know a ship lands in the savage land and the door cracks open and you see a bunch of characters that come pouring out that look like the 1970s versions of themselves you found out that mockingbird is still alive uh, and we thought she was dead. You find out that, um, uh, Alicia masters is still alive. Not the one that married Johnny storm. I think that was then, or, or, or she was a scroll at some point. Um, and, and it was this very big, you know, Hey, we're, you know, we've been working on taking over. I haven't read that in a very long time, but you know, we're, we're working on taking over because we've been, you know, we've infiltrated over this long period of time. So this is taking, the heart of that idea and turning it into something much more Mission Impossible, John Wickish, yeah. you know. And so, yeah, I'm just not, I I, I, haven't, I haven't made my mind up yet. So, what about you?
1: Yeah, this is Agents of Shield done via Disney. Higher values seems like yeah. it's 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 focused. It's it's a little more tight uh, versus being a show that has to be around. It's like the, the that was old school kind of a held. This feels like a modern version of Shield. Um, yeah, one episode was not enough in this instance. I yeah. mean, they they sold the plot, but a lot of people are feeling the same way as you did. And I kind of feel like yeah. I felt lukewarm. Um, there was. Okay, what's next? Okay, they're going to do yeah. their plot. I, I felt like this is a lot like Falcon Winter Soldier same thing there. I felt like that plot was kind of boring too. And I'm like, eh, okay, yeah, we're getting the- it. W- if it wasn't for the A uh Bucky and uh Falcon and their relationship, that show yeah. would have felt flat too. So, w- yeah. but this and so we don't have any superheroes, so that's I feel a big miss because of Secret Invasion. Yeah. That was a big Good part time. of it. It's if a if a hero becomes a villain, that's right. problematic, too, because yeah. then you're giving them right. all your plans and they're powerful. Uh, yeah. But also. Sam Jackson can't be an action agent. He can't. It's, Every it's, time he does something, I feel like he's in slow motion. It doesn't it's work. Like,
0: it's like Harrison Ford, you know, which is what why I'm so scared about, you know, the indie movie that we're going to see next week, because, you know, he's 80 uh, and Sam Jackson is in his mid 70s, whatever it is. So, yeah, he's not going to be, um, you know, it's not going to be John Wick. He's not going to be jumping around and, you know, or it's going to be his stunt double every time where they're going to slap his face on there. Like Christopher Lee in episode two, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's tough to have such an aged star. um, trying to lead an action series. You know, it was the same reason why it was, it was funny because it was my mother who said it when Jack Reacher, not the current incarnation with Alan Richardson, which is on Amazon or wherever the hell it is, but the film version with Tom Cruise, which was 10 years ago, my mom said, how are they uh, taking him and trying to, you know, lead him as a vehicle? He's, you know, he's middle-aged. This is not really a role for a middle-aged person. And it kind of takes, kind of takes us right back to this, I think. So they needed, uh, they need something, else where, you know, likening it back to Falcon and Winter Soldier, those are both, you know, youngish guys they are in their thirties or they yeah. appear to be. And you see, you know, you see Sam Wilson flipping around and catching the shield and stuff. And maybe that's not really him, but you could believe that, it, that, his, you know, his stunt double makes it believable. He's not an old guy. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's like la- that. That sense of believability is lacking because Nick Fury doesn't have superpowers. He's just
1: a dude. You know, he's a, he's a super yeah. spy, but he's just still a dude. And we have Talos, obviously Ben Mendelsohn, but they're they're not. He's going to be not looking like a scroll most of the time. So it's once again right. he's going to look like a normal guy, not that great of a fighter, kind of okay. So, but he uh, has superpower, super strength, and stuff. Exactly. So, yeah. And there was there was something saying that basically Nick Fury. We haven't heard much about his family, but they are saying that Gravik, He's using the face of Sam. Jackson's or Nick Fury's son who is no longer with us. So that's kind of a distraction technique from what I understand. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long. I think maybe six episodes. Yeah, I think so. I looked it up. This is is not going to help Disney uh, look at Marvel like, oh, people are so engaged. I think people are disengaged now, Um, which is a shame because the show could be great, but I feel like a lot of people are not going to come back for it after this episode, which is a shame. Yeah, exactly. Correct.
0: So, I know. We will find out. I mean, this airs Wednesdays on Disney Plus. So uh, add us over, on Twitter. Yeah, add us over on Twitter. Yeah, add us over on Twitter something. Yeah. And let us know what you think. There
1: are certainly on our Secret Friends United Discord. We'd love to hear from you. So, all right. What's this other thing you got going on? Yeah, this one is a surprise. I had heard so much from Lee and I normally don't buy new comics, but this one has been out there like this is fantastic. You have to read. Them. I'm like, OK, it's called Void Rivals. And this is on Image and what makes it exciting it's a new Robert Kirkman book he's writing this so i'm like I, I i he is a whether you love the walking dead tv series like i love invincible and i loved his work on the walking dead comic book so I, I think with him, he's just got a way of writing and, and the way he builds worlds and everything is very exciting. So um, the pitch of Void Rivals is war rages around the Sacred Ring where the last remnants of two worlds have collapsed around a black hole in, in, in a never-ending war over when pilot Derek and his rival Solia both crash on a desolate planet. These two enemies must find a way to escape together. But are they alone on this strange planet? What ha- secrets have the world leaders been concealing from their populations and what dark forces await that threaten the entire universe? Um great book. Uh really enjoyed yeah. it. it. It reminded yeah. me of Enemy Mine in a lot of ways, Charlie. Ah, I love the that two film. rivals. Yeah. Um and it's a short book. It's one it's one issue. So it's like they've got to sell this premise very quickly because yeah. they have so little to do it with. And they did. And there is a twist in this which if it wasn't Kirkman involved, I'd be like I've been down this road before. Yeah. Uh, this is going to just go south very very quickly. And I can spoil the Twist if you are okay with that because I don't see you. I mean, you could, you could borrow this book from me. I bought I bought it on uh, digitally. Uh, um, but
0: I, I mean, you know what? I'll tell you what. Why don't you just leave it? Because if somebody's listening to this and they're like, no, oh, I like Todd's choices, maybe they'll check it out, and maybe then again they'll they'll add us on social media and let us know what they think. That'd be fine by me. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I'll leave it there. I I like this, and I'm very excited where this goes. Um, Issue one just came out a couple weeks ago. Issue two will be out mid-July. So uh, you're right at the entry point. So if you've been looking for a book to get involved in and you're kind of excited about this, um, look for it um, there. Uh, Robert Kirkman, he typically lands it
0: i love it well cool well friends that is the end of the geek easy time to spit out uh time to spit out time to skip out on that check because we got spit in blah, 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 into our drinks and uh gotta get at the air Qantas app it's time to get down to the land down under hologram tina and the mutants are waiting for us to talk about kind of a new game this week let's go welcome to another edition of the
1: Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, we're doing something um, old but with a new twist, and that is Tata Show. We played this before where basically we pick a title of a movie, a TV series that we don't know anything about. But then based on the title alone, we have to come up with our own plot, premise, actors, whatever you would like. Um, And this week, I said, you know what, Charlie? I am very familiar with the world of anime because my son watched a lot of it. I've watched from the past. And I always joke that these titles are just insane. Sometimes they're just like, it's the plot summary as the title, which is just, it's like, okay. And some of these are good. Some of these aren't. But there are uh, definitely something – once again, these are Japanese. So the, the, right. the translation in itself, if they were playing around with it, we will never know. So where each right. of us – I gave Charlie – I put three links to different lists of the most craziest anime titles of all time. Uh, Charlie picked from one list. I picked the other. And we're just picking it from the title. Nothing else. And there we go. So Charlie, the, do the you most want craziest. to – do you want me to uh, give you my pick, and you tell me, or do you want me? To, I will. Uh, I will go elaborate. first. I, I I love to
0: pioneer, so I'll, I'll give you a title, and you then you you just give me your rundown. So okay, you uh, you just ready to freestyle the shit. Uh, okay, my title is: Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon?
1: Okay, let's mm. go. Okay, engage. Okay. So- is it wrong to pick up a girls in a dungeon? So, ooh, this could go so many different ways. Um, okay. Um, this is going to be a horror film. Uh, <laughs> this is going to yeah. be about um, a very, I guess, distressed teenager. He's struggled in life trying to find girls, um, and he's never been... What I would call the hero in life, um, but he is a horror film and subject matter expert. He knows everything. James, yes. Think of Jamie Kennedy in Scream One. He knows Knows all the, the tropes and everything. Um, he is then going on a horror haunted horror weekend. Basically, it's the premise like, oh, you'll be trapped. It's like an escape room that he's joined. He It's at a famous uh, place where people were killed by a serial killer, awesome. and um, he shows up, and he shows up by himself because he doesn't really have, you know, his friends don't want to go with him. He's like, are you crazy? Yeah. I'm not into this stuff. Yeah, right. He goes, he is then joined by Uh, several other aficionado groups that come, but then we've got a couple other groups that are just there to be scared, don't know anything about it, kind of the mocking Gen Z's TikTok folks who want to just do TikTok videos. They say, look at me, I'm scared, make money. Well, Charlie, there's a plot twist. This is actually a ploy, like a hostel, where actually the murder was never caught, the serial killer. And he designs, just like Jigsaw, a a series of traps to catch these people. But our hero, they're trapped in a dungeon, a death dungeon, you say. Death dungeon, um, in, in, Macar- in MacArthur Prison for the Emotionally Insane. Um, I know that's wrong, but we'll, we'll leave it there. He, and sure. our, our hero, his name is um, Brooker, because you don't know why not. Why not? You have a cool name, because that's not real name, but it a, sounds cool. It's a, the babbling Brooker. Exactly. So he um, steps up to the plate. And he is able to lead them through all of these death traps because he knows the serial killer's methods and methodology. And along the way, he starts seeing all of these girls perk up to him, but he's conflicted because he has to stay focused to save them. But along the way, he's like, Wow, they really like me. They really like me. So he's conflicted. Is it wrong to pick, you know, to pick up girls in a dungeon? That's the premise. I won't tell you more than that. That's just the premise to get you in. I'm sure this pitch will go and it'll go to our um, – and, you know, this is just a pitch. I haven't written anything. I haven't broken any WGA, uh, like, tenets. Right. It's just a pitch. It's not it's written. Pitch. There's no dialogue. Yes. Pitches so are legal. So legal once, once, once we're selling again and we're selling pitches and in, in, in Hollywood's there and we have writers, right. um, I've
0: copyrighted this
1: and we'll be selling it.
0: It is. You've copyrighted off uh, something that has a name that already exists. Why not? It's it's a cover. It's a cover like the Beatles co- like the Beatles covering the Stones or vice versa. There you go. Absolutely. Very nice. Loved it. Uh, quality stuff.
1: Okay. I'm
0: ready. Hit okay. me with something. So
1: I, I did not intend this to have similar picks to yours, but I don't know. You'll have to judge by the title. My title is – and I'll – I'll go through this slowly because it's a long one. (laughs) If I don't successfully pick up four hundred and twenty girls, I'm going to die in a lot of different ways.
0: Wow. Okay. So this Do you want me to repeat that again? No, 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 no! I got, got it. it. Okay. So this definitely, and maybe I won't uh, pontificate quite as much as you did, but I'll do the best as I can. So this is a romantic comedy without a doubt, uh, along the uh, the vein of the Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, we have uh, we have a divorcee, and you know what? He got married young, didn't work out. She, you know, was running around on him. So here's a guy who who's very down on love, um, but you know his he's got a best buddy. Let's say it's played by. Maybe Kevin Hart, maybe it's Jack Black. I don't know who's like. You've got to get back in the saddle, um, so you've got to come to one of these speed dating things with me. And he's like, "Okay, uh, I guess you know I'm I, I'm unlucky in love. I mean, look what happened to me. But you know what? I got to. It's it's been a year. Maybe it's been two years. I've got to get back in the saddle." So he and Jack Black and a collection of other you know stereotypical friends you know uh, go to you know think of the uh, speed dating round in the forty year old virgin. Okay so it's kind of like that. But instead of that, uh they walk in and there's I'm sorry, what was the number again? 420. four hundred and twenty. Four There are 420 uh women and these five guys. And uh, you know, the five guys walk in there and the lights go out and doors slam down. Um, and you're like, what's going, this is a romantic comedy. Why is this happening? And this, it, you know what it is? It's the squid game. So they boom, this big, and I haven't seen the squid game. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, freestyling off of what I've heard about it. But uh, yeah, if these five guys, and in particular our hero, let's say his name is Chansom Manly Squid. Sk- Chance of Manly Skin uh, has to uh, find love by speaking to each one of these women, but he has 45 seconds to speak. And of course, they're not going to show all of them. This movie would be days long, but we're going to see. Yeah, we're going to see clips. It's going to be inferred uh, that if he doesn't uh, evaluate within these four, if he doesn't get through a conversation with each one of these women within 45 seconds, uh, there will be a. A physical penalty penalty either applied to him or one of his five friends. So their real challenge is: can they get out alive by executing upon the mission? And by executing upon the mission, will they? Will he find true love? You can only know
1: by watching it. Ooh, I can see there could be like plants where it's like, oh, uh, oh, she's so attractive, I can't stop talking, and then you go over like forty-six seconds. Ooh,
0: yeah. And then, yeah, then then the axe comes down and lands in the middle of your friend's forehead. I like that, Charlie. I like it. I
1: like that kind of the 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 mixed the mixed uh, I know mixed uh, mixing genres. I I like it Uh, exactly. I I get in my head. I can see it play out.
0: Right, and again, you know, unless you've heard me describe it, this pitch. So, you know, uh, if you saw, you would be you would be gobsmacked. You just would
1: not know what to do. It would be such a surprise. That's what I got. Very very good. Well folks. Hopefully you enjoy that. just this is a speed run. We're just doing two um, for this week. So um, hopefully you enjoy those. If you've seen these things and you're like, did we nail it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we don't know because we didn't yeah. watch these or or uh, get I, into yeah. this. Yes.
0: I would love to hear about it, and I I vote to add this into our grid of ongoing games. So you know, somewhere uh, three months uh, down the road or longer, uh, we may revisit this again. So hang on to your and there's only on going to be links. more of
1: these, Charlie. They're going to yeah. keep making more and more. Yeah, of these how, how many
0: how many animes come out every year? Like five <laughs> hundred.
1: I mean, mean manga, they just like I mean the manga titles yeah. are exactly the same too. They get oh crazier God. and crazier. Yeah, yeah, that's that's
0: so crazy. Well, well, that, uh, that's about it for us. So, uh, thank you again to our, uh, to all of our listeners, but certainly to our wonderful Patreons. We could not do what we do without you. And if you're, if you're interested in seeing what all the hubbub is about, do go over to patreon.com slash secret friends unite, uh, choose a tier level and listen to us for seven calendar days and see if you like our stuff. Cause we, uh, we want to hear from you. So, uh, with that, Todd, where do people find you out there?
1: Oh, at T Oxtra. Uh, just not, it's kind of a quiet time for everything. No sports really going on. Um, video games are crazy. So that's really what I'm playing a lot of these days. So I'm talking about that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's hot, been hot. So just trying to stay cool. So follow me nice. for my hits, hints and tips on staying cool in the winter. Oh my the summer, it, or the, or the
0: summer, or whatever season it happens to be. Well, you can find me over on Twitter uh, at at the C three. Spell it out. I seem to be a hit right now talking about uh, hashtag Save Star Trek Prodigy. I did do, just share a meme that has been reshared over two hundred times. So there, there you go. That's there. There's there's a uh, there. There's my minutes. There's my fifteen minutes of of digital fame. Uh, my wife April and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is one of the biggest chapters of Starfleet, the International Star Trek Fan Club in the world i also do head up region 13 which is michigan and eastern canada i would be very happy to connect you with trek fans in your neck of the woods uh find us at com and across socials drop us a line and we will see what we can do to trek you out todd and friends thank you for joining us i'm gonna tell you as always that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking be the hero not the villain in the truck
1: Craven has to talk like this, not like, hey, guys, what's going on? This
0: podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite
1: on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.